Hey everybody, welcome to the Love Is Recap Podcast. This is Tammy Washington and... This is Krista Winley. And um, I think we're supposed to talk about the first episode of Love Is. Yes, we are. And this is our first podcast together. It's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) My first podcast ever. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just start off by talking about the craziness of actually making this happen? Oh my gosh. Technology (laughs) was working against us today. Yes, yes. Even with all the YouTube videos in the world, (laughs) still was having a hard time. (laughs) And listeners, if you hear any weird delays, it's because I can hear my voice as I'm talking. So, yeah, just just so you know, that's that's that. Yes, echoing is our nemesis right now. It's our nemesis. But we're going to work through it because that's what we do. Let's just talk very quickly about who we are and then why we're doing this podcast. So I'm Tammy. That's Krista. We met when we were 18 years old at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Yes, right, we right? did. <laughs> and we long, been- long time ago now. I know. We will not say what year we met at the University of North Carolina. That's for us to know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say we are grown women. Real grown women. Yeah. I'm fully grown. You're fully grown. Krista is an amazing editor. She lives in Los Angeles. Why don't you tell them about a couple of the shows that you've worked on? I've worked on quite a bit since I got here. Most of it has been uh, reality shows. Um, and the latest one I worked on is America's Got Talent. And I was editing for them. And um, right now I'm editing for a show called Turnt, which is on Facebook. And it should be airing soon. So super excited because it's scripted and hoping for more scripted work. Yeah. Yes. Facebook has taken over the world. Yes, and it is. jumped right on that train. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she is an editor, a professional editor in Hollywood. So I'm sure she's going to give us some good, you know, as we go throughout these episodes, some good feedback on the show. Just from my personal off time, fun, leisurely point of view. <laughs> Not my professional editing point of view. Although I thought it was very well edited. I thought it's a good show. Yay! Respect. Love it. Love it. (laughs) And now, while Krista's a professional editor, I did act for a little bit when I lived in Los Angeles. I was pursuing acting. And then I found my real calling. I am a motivational speaker. I am a corporate trainer. I do personal development events. And it's amazing. And so I just love TV. And I love a new great show, especially a new great black show. Holla. Can we say that? Yes. And Oprah. Yes, we totally can. Yes. Oprah went and got a black network on us and didn't even tell us. (laughs) Did you notice that? All of her shows are like black shows, like real black shows. (laughs) Well, I mean, she teamed up with Tyler Perry, so yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Ava background. Yeah, yeah. And yes. and now I would show, you know, two black writers that write only black shows. So that, yeah. So yeah. So yeah, she's, she's doing she, her thing. 
Which is what she did it undercover. She did it undercover. And that's what I love about Oprah. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. I guess that's what I expected from her to do that. A lot of people didn't though. A lot of people for years gave her a lot of flack saying that she didn't do enough for the black community, that she didn't have enough black people on her shows, etc. But I always knew she had to um, appeal to the wider audience. And that was wider, not wider. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A lot of the shows she sold on other networks were, you know, because what, um, Dr. Phil? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, all of the shows she kind of sold on other networks. I want to say, I want to say Rachel Ray's is her show. She has a few, you know, they tended to be headlined by white people. So I, I get why people were thinking, oh, well, her network's just mm-hmm. going to be white. But yep. I, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of understood that, no, she wants her own network so she can have more control over the creative and over who she brings yes. in. And, and she it took a while. Yeah, but once she teamed up with Tyler, it seemed like they started making money. It started mm-hmm. working. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And so she has a brand new show and it's called Love Is when I first saw the commercial on Facebook, I was like, yes, yes, because they just, you know, canceled being Mary Jane. And so I was like, OK, I need another good love show. And this is going to be the one. Yeah, it's definitely a romance show. Yeah, It is definitely a, a romance. It's definitely a romantic comedy show, I guess. Little. Yeah. Little comedy in there. Little comedy here and there. We'll talk about that because I was a little like, hmm, in some of the jokes. But we'll get into that. Yeah, I agree. Some of the jokes fell flat. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, hmm, I knew that was supposed to be a joke in the writer's room, but it didn't work. Yeah, it just didn't hit right. (laughs) But that, you know, that comes with like, this is a new podcast. That's a new show. That comes with the new show thing, too. You got to give them a Mm -hmm. little time to work that kind of out in the timing and stuff. Very true. See, that's why I like your we'll per- your perspective. You look at it from a different side than I do because I'm like, mm, yeah. You get time. Usually people give you time on it. Let's see. People give you time. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now, a little bit about the background on the show. For those of you who don't know, the writers of this show, Mara Brock Akil, Salim Akil, They have been a powerful duo in Hollywood for the longest time. And they are creating the show basically to tell the world their love story because they work together. They love each other, apparently. (laughs) Um, And so they made this show just basically to tell people how they were able to do it. And I just thought that was amazing because I've been a fan of Marabaka Kill and Salima Kill since Girlfriends. And I love almost everything that they do. And um, I'm just really excited about it. Now, are you fans of them, Krista? Yeah, yeah. I love the game. I love... um, I would watch Girlfriends. I didn't watch all of Girlfriends, but I did watch a bit of Girlfriends. I got, you know, Mm -hmm. in a few seasons, I I fell off. But but the game, I watched most of the game. Um, And, yeah, they're good writers. Good African-American writers. Yes. (laughs) Which is awesome. I was very excited to hear just that they 
in general doing it. And you know, when I was in LA, I live in Atlanta now for all of those new listeners out here. Um, I live in Atlanta, but I lived in LA for 14 years and I actually saw Mara speak at an event once and she was talking about how she got girlfriends actually passed through to a network. And she said she didn't know what to say in the meeting. And she told them, Hey, I'm going to tell you guys all the secrets of black women. And they were like, Ooh, like what? And she was like, well, you gotta, we gotta do the show and you'll find out. (laughs) And that's how she got girlfriends on the air. And she said she had no idea. Like she, it was just something that came to her during the meeting, you know? Who knew that people want to know the secrets of black women? For real. (laughs) That is interesting. I never would have thought that in a million years. No. (laughs) That would have never came to my mind. No. (laughs) Don't you want to know the secrets of black? (laughs) The secrets of blackness. (laughs) Although, I was talking. We're all the same. We're human. Yeah, but hey, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she was saying that they use the wire for college projects. Like they show it in college now as like a research experiment or oh, something. I'm sure they crazy. do. Yeah. I've never yeah, seen that's it. That's a good one. I've never seen it either. It just <laughs> How did you know it's a good one? I guess it's a good one because everybody tells me it's a good one. Because everybody no. says it's a good show. Yeah. And that's the whole reason I haven't watched it. <laughs> so I think that's Every probably... colonizer goes, you should watch The Wire. It's great. Exactly. That's what my friends say. She I was like, to do it. colonizers love that no, show. So yeah. maybe they believe that that's a way to learn about black culture. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Really? Because I, 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 I don't know. I would, I would <laughs> hope not, but they do tend to love it. You got to admit. But there's a few college courses now on shows, on TV shows. So I'm not surprised that the fire is one of them, you know? (laughs) It's been a few. Yes. So we'll see if any college courses come up from Love Is. (laughs) Okay, so are you ready to get into the show? I don't mean to be a naysayer, but I don't think they're going to be on that one. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe it will take the colonizers by storm, but I don't see it happening. Wakandans have to like it first. As long as the Wakandans <laughs> like it, we determine what's cool in America. So, yeah, there you go. Anyway. All right, cool. Enough small talk. Let's jump into the episode and start talking about Nuri and Yasir. That's the name of the first episode. And we start off seeing the older version of Nuri. Now, here's my question. They brought in the older, quote unquote, I'm holding up quotes with my fingers, older version of Nuri, which we all know is supposed to be based off of Mara Brock Akil. So my question is, why would they not just use Mara Brock Akil? Why did they hire an actor for that? Like, I was so confused. Acting's not easy, Tammy. (laughs) You know that. And honestly, it's kind of like um, another, you know, another black female writer that um, I went to her thing. I got her name right now. Um, She did Love and Basketball and all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She she had a dilemma with Sinai Latham 
because she had a girl that could play basketball really well. And she had another girl that could act. Sinai Latham ah. can act very well. She can't really play basketball, but she could act very well. And so her dilemma was, do I go with the basketball player because she plays basketball the way I want her to play it? Or do I go with the person who has to act like they're doing basketball and, and do the acting? Ah. And she's like, of course, it depends on my take on what this should be. If I want, you know, authentic basketball playing, if this whole movie is about the basketball, then yeah, I should go with that basketball player. But since the movie is acting, it's better to have an actor who can pretend they're playing basketball than a basketball player trying to pretend to be an actor. It's not going to work out. So I feel like that's what's going on with Love Is. Although they are writers and they've been a lot, they probably aren't the best when it comes to being in front of the camera. They're used to being behind it. Although I did see their special with Oprah and they seemed yeah. really good. I'll give you that. I was so but confused. But it also seems like, what, aren't they directing it too and, and doing yeah. all the, helping out with the writing? So that becomes yeah. a lot. And I get that. People do it. People do mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, direct, act. <laughs> I feel like when you start doing that, it's like those combo DVD players, you know. A DVD player does it great, but a combo, a DVD, and it does this and it does that, you know, it doesn't do all three great. But we have one doing one, it, it does it great. So I feel like that's what it's going on there. One of my favorite words, <laughs> my <opinion>. lackluster. <laughs> lackluster. <laughs> yeah, okay. because you're the part that, you know, something gets dropped. That's just how it yeah. is. Something eventually goes. Of course. Okay. All uh, right. Gina, I think sorry, that's a Gina very good Prince explanation. Blythewood. Yeah. Gina Blythewood. Yep. She's another good black uh, black writer. writer. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we see older Nori looking like she's about to do an interview, right? Um, and she starts to talk about um, how he helped her to take off her mask, which helped her to kind of find more about who she was, right? So I thought it was a pretty interesting opening. Then we flip yeah. back to 1990, 96. <laughs> <laughs> At Insomnia Cafe in Los Angeles. They don't say that it's Insomnia right away. We learned that later in the episode, but it's Insomnia Cafe, which is an, a real cafe in Los Angeles. Have you ever been there? No. Me either. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wow, this place stays open until 4 a.m.? I know. All these places usually close at 2. Like, what? <laughs> what place in LA opens, stays open at 4 a.m.? Yeah. This shows how, how little I of the nightlife I did in LA. And for those of you guys who are listening, who might be listening to this and you're not in LA, one of the things about LA, at least when I moved over there and we moved over there, in the early 2000s, let's just say that. Um, one of the first things you notice when you're coming from the East Coast is that everything closes very early in Los Angeles. So by midnight, everything is pretty much shut down. So this was shocking to me that yeah. there was a coffee shop open till 4 a.m. But <laughs> it's okay. not everything because, I mean, I live by a Denny's that's 24 hours. But usually okay. if it's not by the freeway, it closes. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah, it has it's to be- not Denny's. Yeah. Yeah. So 1996, Insomnia Cafe, we see these two black guys sitting 
down talking about some sort of new business ideas or something like that. This is where we're introduced to Nasir. Um, he, I'm sorry, Yasir. Yes. And then he yeah. mentions to his friend, hey, aren't we supposed to be meeting this girl that you like? And then they go into this whole conversation about light skin and long hair, which I was kind of like, where are we going with this? Like, why? Like, what? So my first thought was, okay, it's 1996. So they're trying to establish this whole idea of like, oh, yeah, this girl is going to be light skin with long hair. But we know that deep down we should not be as attracted to that as we are, which I thought was just like ridiculous. Like I was like, why, why are we having this conversation? What'd you think? I I agree with what you're saying there. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Like, why are they talking like that? And why are (laughs) they, I, I, cause at the time I'm coming into it with not really the knowledge, I guess what we learn later is that he is Islam. Sorry. And I'm not really sure if he's in the nation of Islam or if he's just Muslim and in, the general Muslim Islam. But I, I know with the nation of Islam, they tend to have conversations of that, you know, type. Ah. So well, that's that later, a good insight, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think I could be wrong there, but I think they, they tend to have a, the certain height a woman needs to be in the certain way they need to look type thing. At least that's what I learned in Malcolm X. I don't know. Oh, God. That you could all what? be like, I think I saw that could movie, all be lies, but I don't remember. <laughs> uh, that's so bad. Yeah. So they have this sort of awkward so conversation blind. about the fact that she has light skin and long hair and how he shouldn't like it, but he's, you know, fallen into the whole thing. Yeah. So whatever. Nuri, yeah. Nuri walks in with her light skin and her long hair. Go girl, do your thing, right? <clears throat> and so the friend walks away, refills their coffee, and then weirdly, Yasir goes and talks to Nuri. Now my question is, what kind of friend is this? Because it seemed like, yeah, his friend, like like Sean liked him, liked her, yeah. and was talking about her. And he was like, oh, whatever. Like, he wasn't really feeling her, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had to rewind it back because I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, why is he talking to her? And what? Weirded me out too on that scene because, yeah, yeah, I thought it was Sean that was taking the coffees over to maybe give her one and start talking to her. But no, Girl. he went to refill it. And, and then, yeah, his friend went and behind his back got her name and stuff. So then I thought, yeah. well, maybe he's going to introduce them. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought at first. Like, oh, he's going to introduce the two of them. I mean, obviously we know that these two are going to end up together, but I was just kind of thinking like, okay, he's going to introduce. No, he doesn't even mention the friend. He talks to her, (laughs) has this whole discussion where they make this like small talk. It was awkward at that. Like it was awkward. It was awkward, small talk. (laughs) And then they do that thing that people in LA do where it's like, oh, I'm an actor. And then like, are you really an actor? Like, are you getting paid to do that? We've all had that conversation at some point. Anybody who worked in the entertainment industry, you're like, well, I make my money by waiting tables. (laughs) But I want to be like, I mean, I act every day when I practice at home in front of my mirror, you know. So they have the... I am editing and I am an editor at home 
right now I'm a production assistant and I'm working, you know. <laughs> but in my heart, I will get there. <laughs> so I will claim it as so right now, okay? <laughs> Don't crush my That's dreams. the whole L.A. thing. It's like, what are you? You know, which is the thing you came to LA for, and then it's like, okay, so what are you really? What, what do you really do? Wait, table for money. I like that because it was real. Get coffee. Yeah, yeah. that felt, and and that's the one thing I do like about the show. It felt very authentic. Mm-hmm. LA, very A lot LA, of authentic LA of trying to make it in the business in LA. Yep. I don't know yep. any other realm of LA because ever since I've been out here, I've been trying to make it in the business, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's. So one thing I liked about the show is that it tried to make, it really made it authentic on trying to make it in. You could tell they really took from their story there. <laughs> Absolutely. And she did say that in the interview, uh, this is Marbach Akil that I'm referring to. She said that about 90% of it is exactly the way it actually happened in real life. So I like that. Yeah, I can believe that. I can believe that. But that's what kind of takes it down for me on this. It's not that dramatic because you know what happens. You right. have the 20 like, years later. It's like, oh, are they going to get together or are they not? It's like, um, I kind of know they are. You know, I was going to say that. I was going to mention that later when we start to have some of the flash forwards. That's what I'm calling it because I don't know what it's actually called. But I'm calling it flash forwards to when they're like in their 40s or 50s, right? Yeah. Now... You know, I'm not a director, I'm not an editor, whatever. I like flashbacks, okay? I'm a huge Handmaid's Tale fan, Which is you know that? The 90s, the 90s you know? is the flashbacks. Yeah, but no, the show is... The 90s, the flashbacks. The 90s. But no, flash- I, I guess the show is forwards. the present time, too. Well, to me, it flashes forwards for little bits. Which I don't understand why. That's what the point starts, I'm trying to get to here. It starts in the present with them as old. It was a flash people. forward. No, it starts there, right? They didn't start in the '90s. They start with them. Yeah, but I believe that was a flash forward because the show is based in the flash '90s. Forward, if it's the first scene. Oh, see, there you go. I don't know the technical <laughs> stuff like that. That's why we have to have a professional on this podcast. 90s. But I can't. But I get what you're saying there because they live in the 90s more than they live in the present time. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. More, the majority of the episode was the 90s. Yeah. So well, let me ask I you believe this. the first scene of it was them and their older couple talking about how they met. Yes. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Huh. Point is, okay. they do a lot of flashing forward in time. And I don't understand why. Because... Like you said, it takes coming a, the suspense out of it because you already know yeah. they're going to get together. Yeah. And, so. and I'll be honest with you. I would rather live in the 90s in their story. Yeah. Than then know what happened in the present. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. But and maybe they'll it's stop not. It. But the present is the present. And that's what them being older is the present. It's not a flash forward. That's the present. Okay. Because the 90s is always the past. <laughs> I see. <laughs> and, and, the, and them as a couple is, as they're, you know, it's, that's the present. That's the right then. That's the current. I see. And they talk about their past relationships. So I can't 
go with you on the flash forward. It's it's a flashback. It's just But I get okay. what you're saying. We So the whole episode is one big flashback. Gotcha. <laughs> Basically. Okay. All right. Basically. See y'all. We're getting into you the technical get... stuff here. <laughs> I don't know if that's technical. I, I have no idea, but that's it is that's okay. them in the present so let's go back to the flashback in the coffee shop they're making awkward la conversation uh he mentions you know oh because she says oh i'm a writer you know and then she's kind of like fighting with herself like oh am i a writer yeah, yeah i am i am a writer and he says the power of positive thinking one of my favorite books by the way love it anyway <laughs> i'm a personal development junkie <clears throat> yep he meant she mentions the book he basically is like oh no i've never read that book before he says no and then we find out that he wants to be a director and a writer and he must tell our stories because he's so deep that's one thing that i noticed throughout the entire episode they keep trying to make it seem like he is super deep <laughs> i just can't take it oh, you can't take it <laughs> I just, I was like, why does Yazir, he have to be you're so not, deep? you're not that deep. Yazir. I'm not and that deep. Has he, did he change his name? Is that what he? He did say he changed his name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's one of those people. But it, I yeah. changed my name. To the rich, so. <laughs> to, to, to yeah, the someone, rich. Yeah, something like that. Or somebody's rich. What is it? meant something like that. A rich That's person. exactly what he said. He said, I changed yeah. my name. To Yasir, and it means rich. Yeah, yeah. But but not rich in money. But not rich, rich in money because I'm so deep. deep. <laughs> <laughs> rich in knowledge and. <laughs> okay, but it's so, so the friend it's so Californian. It's just so California. It's so, oh my gosh! It's so <laughs> California. <laughs> if you ever want to meet people who really think that they're deep. Oh my gosh, go to California and you have to meet though a person who's from the East Coast living in California. Yes. They're so deep. These people don't even know. They don't even know, you know? They just they don't even know what I've been through, you know? If they came to Baltimore, you oh they they wouldn't even be able to survive, you know? But that, but that, you know, I, I didn't have any money, you know, I didn't eat for 3 days straight, you know? And I pulled myself out of the ghetto and I came to Hollywood and now I'm making it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I went well, a little far. You now. lived in the suburbs. You <laughs> exactly. Your parents gave you some money to come out here. Come out Stop here. lying. Stop, Stop your lying. Stop you went to college. <laughs> you went to dramatic art school. <laughs> okay. The friend comes back and apparently has no idea. That these two even had a conversation. He doesn't mention it. And we're supposed to be like, like how big is this coffee shop? <laughs> oh, you read my mind there. You totally read my mind there. Because I was thinking that too. It's like, you didn't see him over there? You, like, we were standing in line. You didn't glance and see. Well, he's talking to you her now. What's that about? Talking to the woman you've been stalking Ooh. for months? Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh I was a little confused by that. But anyway, all right. So friend comes back and then, you know, Nasir very deeply says her name is Nuri. Like, look, I went I handled it. Yeah. Anyway. 
right. <laughs> the next scene, we cut back to Oval Couple. Jeez. Um, which we have now established is not a flash forward. Instead, it is present day. <laughs> um, and the guy, you know, who plays Yasir seems very aggravated, very agitated, like he doesn't want to be there. You know, I guess this is supposed to be banter to show us that, like, they still have fun with each other. I don't know. It just seemed very pointless to me. What did you think? I think it's to connect the flashbacks and so they can jump to different flashback scenes mm-hmm. of their relationship. Yeah. Because in this one, we find out from the older, you know, Nasir, I'm sorry, Yasir and Nuri, we find out that he actually did end up reading the, the Power of Positive Thinking and guys, don't think just because we're being hard on the show, that means we don't like it. That means we do like it. When you question things, that means you like it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm still on the fence. I'll be honest about it. I'm still on the fence with the show. I'm not sure. <laughs> like I said, I think I would have really liked it if it had just started in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It's just been a story about two people meeting each other. And then later on, maybe the last episode, you find out that, oh, these people have been around for 20 years together. Oh, my goodness. This is, this is their life. Like, this I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Takes kind of the fun of discovering out. Yeah. I agree. But maybe they'll stop that when she realizes that. Nah, present day. On. She'll stop the present day. She'll stop them. doing present day. Yeah. <laughs> let us get into won't. the story of them. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm like. We know where it is. How far does this go? I don't know. I guess it's yeah. ups and downs of relationships, and they are interesting. So I don't know how long that stretches, though. We'll see. All right, cool. Let's take a quick little water break. How about that? Yes. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stop for just a second, and then we'll be right back. And we are back after a little water break. So we're moving on to the scene where we meet Ruby. Ruby's a natural sister with an accent. Um, yeah. So she, they kind of, I feel like they paint her as the girl who has the attitude, right? Like she doesn't really believe in her man. Like she's just kind of like, where's the rent? You know, he's uh, working on his I third script. He's excited that he finished it and he got concert tickets to celebrate. And she's like, yeah, I need you to scalp that for some rent money, which are we mad at her for that? I'm not mad at her at all. No. <laughs> no. That that Wakandan can get out the plane. <laughs> he needs to get out. <laughs> he needs real money. <laughs> she's paying all the bills. Um, and she's a yoga nah. instructor, she says. Which, yeah. Last time I checked, they weren't making a whole lot of money. Uh, some make good money, right? I don't know. Well, the impression they gave was that she wasn't making a whole lot of money. Yeah, she wants to start her own business, but the business hasn't started. Hasn't yet. started, yeah. 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 So who so, knows if she's just doing a nine to five right now, still trying to get the business off the ground. Right. And she could just be doing a nine to five, you know, waitressing. She's paying all the bills because she's, you know, able to swallow her pride and say, I do need to pay my bills first. Yeah. Such an yeah. LA story, I tell you. That's just LA. Yeah. People in LA have lives that other people have no idea, like that you would never even fathom of. Like, oh, I'm just gonna sit around and write scripts, even though nobody's paying me for them. That's like a real thing, guys. It is. Yeah, it's a real thing. 
same with editing. Yeah. I'm just going to edit this just to get better at editing, even though nobody's going to watch it and nobody's going to look at me do it. <laughs> and yeah, same with acting. I'm just going to stand in the mirror, keep on talking, keep on doing monologues, even though nobody's paying to see any of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's LA. <laughs> work at night or I work, you know, on the, you know, I work and then I do all that stuff on the side. <laughs> yeah. Like we're trying to make it happen. So this is kind of Yasir's thought process. And he wants her to stop focusing on the fact that he has no job, but you know, we should really be celebrating, which I was kind of mad at the way that they made her seem like she just kind of had an attitude. Like she had a very real reason for being upset. Like rent's due. Yeah. I need you to like help out, you know? Yeah. And I yeah, think she a woman, very I think real It's one thing if you pay out the rent and doing that, but it sounds like he's not paying any of the rent or any helping out in any other ways, like utilities and stuff. But you can buy tickets to a jazz artist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, she didn't. She wasn't a person with an attitude. You know, she was uh, being realistic here. Yeah. So one thing we do and find out in this, do, um, this scene is that they left their hometown together. So I guess wherever they were, which we still don't know, um, they were there together and then they moved to LA, which happens yeah. a lot also. And then they break up. <laughs> I feel like I know a lot of people who are like, yeah, I moved here with my boyfriend and then we broke up. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So she Sorry. tells him to scalp the tickets for money and then she walks out and then they start playing Lauren Hill X Factor, which I thought was an excellent music choice. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I love the music that they're using in the show because music from 1996 and 1997 was hot, <laughs> you know, so. And, and of course we think that because it was our childhood. So <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Very few albums can compare. Yeah. Um, so, we got that in the background, and then we see the next scene, which is uh, Nuri. So Nuri has a new haircut. Oh, by the way, did we mention that it's a year later, right? They say it's a year later. So now it's 1997. Um, Yasir has moved to L.A. with Ruby, and now uh-huh. Nuri has a new haircut, you know, new car, new house, and she's working on the show Marvin, and I'm using quotes because Mar Brocka Kill was a writer for the show Martin. Why didn't they just use Martin? They could have gotten it cleared. Oh, is that what it is? Maybe. Mm. Um, okay. Maybe because, like she said, 90% of it is based off her life. Maybe they didn't want all of it. <laughs> it's not a documentary, you know? <laughs> Um, and you could probably get away with more stuff not using a real name show. I almost using a fictional like show from back then. I would have rather them go completely different than, like, just a completely different show than to be like, oh, I work on that new show, Marvin, <laughs> and we all know that it's supposed to be Martin. Okay. Um, so we see her in her new office, and she's bragging yeah. about her accomplishments, paying off my student loans, got a new house. Why shouldn't I have a man that brings the same to the table? Which, you know, that's the, I feel like the black woman, um, that's the script they put for at least one black character in every show. What do you mean? That's just me. 
I feel like in every, whether it's Tyler Perry, whether it's, you know, any black movie, there's always one black woman who's kind of the, I did it on my own. Why do I need a man? Or he better bring this to the table. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it was kind of like, they're trying to build irony into the script, I think, because she's going to end up with this dude who's completely unemployed and has nothing to bring to the table. I don't think it's irony. I think it's just life. Because that's what life does to you. <laughs> you say exactly what you, you, like. you don't want. No, you say exactly what you don't want. You say everything you want and you get the opposite. <laughs> I truly yeah. think that's just life. That's like Murphy's Law or something. That <laughs> So she would say, oh, I'm going to have a man who does this, this, that, and this. He's going to be a doctor. The exact opposite. <laughs> but it's mm. all good. That's just what right, happens. So, I think she's being the angry black woman there. I think she's being the young black woman. Because when we're young, I think that's what we all think. Oh, we're going to get this life and this, that is going to happen. And for her, most of that did happen. She did have a really good life. That's a very good point. Yeah. She, she kind of has a young mentality. When yeah. it comes, and you know what? That's actually a great segue into the next scene because they run into the writer's room and they're sitting around at the table and they're talking about jokes for the show. Kadeem Hardison is the boss. Yeah. Dwayne Wayne. It was nice to see him. It was really nice to see him. Boy, he's gained weight. I I literally wrote that down. I literally was like, and oh, he gained weight. (laughs) That age gets to us. Oh. Yes, honey. But I will say this. With the weight gain, you know, he almost doesn't even look like himself anymore. Well, in the face he does, but you in know In the face I mean. he does, yeah. If he had stayed I get looking what exactly saying. the same, he would have been locked into Dwayne Wayne, I think. And so now he's been able to branch out a little bit more out of that role. Yeah, get more roles and get more, yeah. I agree with you on yeah. that. Because he looks like a dad now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He- so, yeah, he looks like some like another character, like he can carry on some other roles than what Dwayne mm-hmm. Wayne, like you said, he was kind of pigeon held. Yeah, because he could have been like a. But I'm happy to, you know. Okay, so um, they're sitting around the writers' table, and she learns a really good lesson about being young and speaking up too much uh, during a meeting, and not that she shouldn't have spoken up. It was just kind of the way that she did it. So the lesson that she pretty much learned that I think we all learn at some point in our career, he says, if you're pointing out a problem with no solutions, you're a critic, not a writer, you know? And I think we've all learned that at some point. I agree. I I still don't, (laughs) I still haven't learned from it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But in my mouth every two minutes. Um, yeah. So some of us are just not good at learning lessons. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, right, it we... was a good thing to learn. <laughs> so if anybody's listening to this and they're young, that's a lesson that you will learn in your career. Okay. To learn it, come or learn it with in criticism the... without having a solution. Be solutions oriented. Exactly. And then the second thing that she did 
which I think is also a lesson we've all learned in corporate America and just in career in general. She tries to bring her friend into it. She's like, well, we were talking and we were, and her friend was like, hold up. No, you were talking. (laughs) I'm working on my stuff. Okay. Young people don't do that. Don't do that. If you have an idea, state your idea, but don't try to bring somebody else because you will get pie in your face. Just like she did. There you go. Yep. And and work friends don't always mean friends. Yes. <laughs> that was a hard lesson to learn. Yeah. Because we're work friends doesn't always mean we're friends. I thought we were friends, but no. No. <laughs> You're like, nope. Just being used. so next scene we see nuri sleeping and her mom wakes her up she's in bed with a dude named will okay which we later find out will is like the errand boy in the office um they make what i think is supposed to be like a joke about dry humping but it just didn't land well i didn't understand the dry humping thing at all (laughs) yeah like why are you talking about dry humping in front of your mom first of all oh that whole it was like yeah this must be californian type thing i guess she's from kansas or something but still i'm just like there's no way i oh (laughs) not with my mom (laughs) not with your mom and i get that her mom is supposed to be like a free spirit and that kind of thing and they have like this really open sort of situation but it was just i don't know Here's what I think, Mm-mm. because it's based off of a real story. I think that what they're trying to do is make it seem like, okay, so Mara was dating all these different people, but he, she wasn't sleeping with all of them. She wasn't? Okay. Yeah. She, they wanted, they're trying yeah. to save face. She's not yeah. a slut. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that, like, they're like, how can we make sure that we, everybody knows Mara was not a slut? A slut. Okay. So we're going to put her in the bed <laughs> with this dude. But they just dry humped, even though he's not wearing any underwear. She was sleeping with guys, but she wasn't sleeping with guys. Sleeping with them, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Sleep at night, but no. (laughs) (laughs) I just, no. Okay, whatever helps you sleep at night. It's fine. Okay, so what what I was impressed by. Was the fact that they put him in a Carl Kanai shirt. Did you notice that? He's no. Like Carl Kanai. Oh my God. No, I didn't notice that. <laughs> so 1996. I wonder how long it took them to find a Carl Kanai shirt. A Carl Kanai shirt. <laughs> Some intern was on the internet like Carl Kanai. Carl Kanai. I'm what sorry, man. This? How do you spell Kanai? <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. Oh man. All right. So, um, so they start painting the picture that basically Nuri is hanging out with all of these different guys or dating all these different guys. So as of right now, she says that she's dating three guys. So I think what they're also trying to establish is that she's not really the relationship type. She's more of the career woman who kind of has the guy on the side for whatever she needs him for. Yeah, yeah, that she's more of that using guys, not really thinking of a long-term. But then again, they said later on, she she is thinking of a long-term relationship with her long-distance relationship. So, yeah. Yeah. but still, no. when you have a long-distance relationship, that usually means you're not really trying for a long-term thing. 
there's a per, it's a purposely long distance relationship. <laughs> so you oh. don't have to so you don't have to commit so much to them. You know, you still have your life going. It you know, doesn't always mean that. I'm just saying sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to commit. You just want your flings. So I think this is supposed to be the link scene to show why Nuri is furniture shopping. Sorry. Um, She, her mom basically says, oh, you have the house, but you have nothing in it. You don't have any furniture. What's wrong? You don't have any furniture. (laughs) So now that forces her to have to go furniture shopping for the next scene, which apparently Carly Namara Barker Kill is exactly how they kind of reconnected. So they really needed to put that in there, right? All right. Yeah. So we see... The next scene, Nuri is shopping for furniture. They're playing Big Punisher in the background. Great music choice. Which I love that show too. <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, ooh, yes. I love this 90s music. It's so nostalgic. <laughs> Bringing me back. Bringing you back. Yeah. So now she walks out of the furniture store. And then she walks past. These two guys, which just happened to be Nasir and his friend Sean. Let's all remember, though, this is a year later. She has a new haircut. She's wearing shades. But yet they notice that this is the girl that they met in a coffee shop last year. Yes. That just was like. <laughs> you think that's too. That this uh... was based. Yeah. On a if true I didn't story, know this was based yeah. on a true story, I would be like, that's bad writing. I'd be like, really? <laughs> really? You well, remember? Really? Well, sometimes life is stranger than fiction. And Sean was really stunting her. I guess. He really into her. So. Hmm. I think. Speaking of Sean. It's possible. The friend. He's carrying a baby. Right? Which means while he was stalking her, he was dating somebody. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> Why? It's been a year later. He could totally have a baby. Um So I don't okay. understand why you're so confused. Well, I'm not it's not that I'm not confused. I'm just like it was just an interesting choice, I guess. Like why is he holding a like why does he have a baby? But maybe that was what happened in real life. I don't know. Because they do try to allude to the fact that he wasn't in love with the mother like they just had a daughter together so mm. I was just a little bit like yeah okay so yeah he liked this girl but he wasn't like in a relationship with her and he wasn't you know it wasn't like they were having a real they did they didn't even date like so to me he just it just shows he went on with his life and oops had a oops mm. baby had a oops baby okay. yeah so, so it's definitely a year later, so you know it wasn't a, a big relationship he was in either. He couldn't have been in the relationship long before he had an oops baby. Well, I mean, it takes nine months to make a baby, and the baby looked like she was about four months old. So I guess, I guess that's about right. Um, so we see Sean, the oops baby, and Nasir <laughs> notice <laughs> baby Nuri. They turn around. <laughs> You know, um, Yasir, of course, because he's so deep, makes a comment about the fact <laughs> that she gave up her light skin privileges by, by cutting, cutting her, hair. her hair. Yeah, this is so much to unpack on that, on this, this whole scene. 
of them watching her, stalking her through the window. <laughs> oh, because she no longer has long hair. She's she's somehow given up her privileges. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. So it was a very, I mean, it was a very profound statement, but it was very much like, wow, dude, you're just way too deep for your own good. And his friends kind of alludes to that. He says, or maybe she just wanted a haircut. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she just wanted to cut her hair. And how much privileges was she getting with this said hair? <laughs> I mean, it was 1996, so... Halle Berry that was around was... the time of Aaliyah... And Hallie. You know. Halle Berry. Hallie and, and Tony Braxton, I think. That had her hair short, too. around the time. So it, yeah. Yeah. So it was a very, you know, women were cutting their hair off then <laughs> to look like them. <laughs> very well. nice looking. And, and I guess, I mean, I guess there are privileges, you know, with the light skin and longer hair you have. But I don't know if just cutting off the hair then suddenly takes away all those privileges, you know. <laughs> Not at all. Apparently, he thought so, though. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, it was a big, you know, middle finger to the rest of society. But, okay. Okay, sure. Yeah. What a, what a, <laughs> so what a he brave goes in. woman. What a brave woman to cut off her hair. She like, she didn't go bald. Hair. <laughs> you go oh my god right bald is that's a big decision to do it and by the you way know, she looks so much better bald. with the short hair with short hair yeah yeah and i mean yeah. i know she's wearing a weave in the first scene or whatever so um yeah the short hair definitely is a lot more becoming yeah yeah i agree yeah so he um goes in he asks her to go to the concert with him that he first offered to his girlfriend or whatever. I like, so this is, this is what bothered me about this scene. Okay. Nothing technical, <laughs> but this is just like just that. life right just here. That. Just the fact that, Not- you know, they got the music. It, it's supposed to be this very like, Ooh, look, you know, he's inviting her to the concert and she's all giggly and wooed because it's a jazz concert and all this kind of stuff. But when we really look at this, like, first of all, he bought the ticket for him and Ruby, right? And in a day, yeah. he's in offering it to another girl who's practically a stranger. Well, he met her we a year ago. together. They haven't talked. They met he for met five her a year minutes. ago. They met for five minutes, had awkward <laughs> L.A. conversation. <laughs> And now he's giving this girl. Well, Ruby had already turned him down. No, 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 no. Ruby said, "Scalp them tickets." Yeah, for she some had money so we can pay this rent. She he goes and gives down. it to this random. Now I'm not saying he's not a trifling dude. He is. He is trifling. We said that. And even up in a woman's house, not helping her pay rent, not helping her pay bills, not even getting a job. Talk about, oh, I had three interviews. Like, three? That's it? You need a job and you only had three interviews? And you did so much? Okay. We know he's trifling. You got to interview at the bookstore. We know he's trifling. (laughs) So we've established that Nasir is deep and trifling. Trifling. Yeah. We know he's trifling already. 
And to add to his triflingness, he gives her his number. Yuck. Yep. You know how much I hate that. You just, I just. How do you glaze over the fact that he's in underwear? How do you You glaze over that? Like that's the fact that not only does he do all this, he does all this in his underwear. <laughs> like, Why is he wearing underwear? I, and I, I didn't see it. I only got it through the story because they said it. They said it. So yeah. Was he literally walking around in boxer shorts? Because I saw it when he went to the door, and I was like, "Well, I guess they're biker shorts." That's what I was thinking. When he went to the door, I was like, oh, it looks like he has biker shorts on. I wonder why. And it was weird. And then she says, oh, did he just walk in here with his underwear on? And I was like, oh, my God, those were underwear. That was. <laughs> but, yeah, so I How saw it before she said it. But you? When you wearing underwear outside, I'm like, I'm sorry. You can go to Walmart. You can go to the dollar <laughs> store. Why are you wearing underwear I'm outside? Sorry. Yeah. And, and, and how bad is your friend that doesn't go, you know, man, I have some shorts at home. <laughs> Would you like some? <laughs> Just hand wash them every night. You, That's but your I got best some friend? shorts for you. <laughs> you know, get them back to me when you can't wash them, you know. But here, <laughs> let's go back to my place, get some shorts before we go wash. <laughs> like, that's your best friend? Oh your God. best friend. Your best friend. <laughs> Let it's you like walk around, around in your underwear. Jesus. <laughs> my God. That's All right. Like, so, I yeah, know. you know what? That's just kidding me. They talk about. <laughs> it's like, really? Yo, doesn't even go, hey, you want some pants? <laughs> you want to borrow <laughs> some of my pants? We're about the same size. You can borrow my pants. <laughs> like, <laughs> You are another side of broke. <laughs> yes. You, but I got to give no some pants. points for ballsiness. That is so ballsy. And I would love to find out if you that was like a real life I thing. Can't. Yeah, I would love to know if that's part of the 90% true. <laughs> Honey. As in, the, as in the colonizer goes. Um, <laughs> he, could be a, he could be a trust fund baby. That's what he <laughs> he ain't no prick. <laughs> she got underwear on. And she actually sits and thinks about this. Oh, a trust fund. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Colonizers probably is. You're right. I'm sure they walk in there all the time when they're underwear. <laughs> but if you black and you walking around with no with just your underwear. You are broke. broke. You are not a trust fund baby. You are walking the streets. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. So and your friend. All right, so the next scene. And your friend doesn't they show even them... get you underwear. Say what? And your friend doesn't even get you underwear. Exactly. <laughs> trust fund babies take care of each other. Here. They like, all right, let me get you, man. Let me get you. Golly. <laughs> And your friend is like, I, I can't help you, dog. I just I got this. Oops, got baby. this baby. <laughs> and, oh, and by the way, before we leave this, we have to touch on this. And by the way, oh, well, I don't want her to be like her mama. Oh, what? I did catch that. What? I did catch that. 
Mm-hmm. That one, that one hit really hard right there. This woman slept with your broke butt, but I don't <laughs> want her to be like her mama. She's going to be better than Exactly. That. What are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you trying to say? So who's worse, her or the person who slept with her and decided to procreate with her? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you had the choice to wear a condom, too. Hello. <laughs> and so what are you trying to say about her mama? And what are you trying to say? Like, being her mama isn't good enough for her? Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think for every woman in America, you know, we like, no, you can't be, mm-mm, you can't do that. No. <laughs> and, and that's, no, but it is a very, a guy thing to do. Oh, you're the yep. flat. You're the, you're, you do this even though they're doing the same exact thing. But you're a woman yeah. though. It's like, no, we're both humans. Yep. Humans have urges. We all do it. Yep. So, so yep. don't get on me for it because I had a baby and your babies are with your other women and don't show. You know? mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, I, well, she ain't gonna be like that. Like, what are you trying to say right there? Yeah, no, that was a low point of the show for me. <laughs> yeah, I did catch that little, you know, uh-huh, under the table blow. Yeah. Nope. So, so these said guys are sitting on the bench, apparently on Melrose. They say, one... "I love Melrose." I used to live on Melrose at one point. Yeah. But anyway, not the nice part. Radio drives. <laughs> yes. Radio so they're drive. on Melrose, sitting on this bench. And so his friend is like, you know, man, your problem is that you need a girl that's between 19 and 22. She's still bubbly and she'll believe in you. And I was just like, the sad part is this is really how men think. Yeah, it really is. I was in Bible study a couple months ago and one of the guys was talking about how like if he could get married again, he would marry somebody younger kind of for these same and I yes, was just like so he could mold her more and make her more like him yeah that's terrible I guess ugh. that's ugh yeah that's terrible I was, that was my low point that was my like okay, really <laughs> no, my low point was she's not gonna be like her mama like what <laughs> <laughs> this woman slept with you <laughs> for some reason honey Sorry, she was fine with sleeping with you <laughs> lost your mind but she wasn't so Anyway, they finished talking about how, um, like basically he's trying to help him to decide whether or not he wants to stay with Ruby, you know? And I think it's really interesting that they're having this conversation when Ruby's paying all the bills and she's taking care of everything. And he's having the conversation about whether or not he wants to stay with her, which really should be like the other way around. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. She should have kicked him out a long time ago. In in my opinion. But there you go. Women, we tend not to, we tend to really believe in love. (laughs) And I'm sure that's what Ruby was doing. Believing in love that he's going to get his act together and he's going to start helping out. Yep. And that's what this show is perpetuating. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? I think this is exactly what the show is perpetuating. Like, hey, listen, he might not have much right now, but in 20 years, he's going to be doing things and y'all going to be the perfect couple. No, no, it's not. Because you can tell he left Ruby for this other woman who had it more together than her. (laughs) Well, let's, hmm, let's hold that thought for a second. 
What do you mean? About who left who. Let's about who left who. We we're gonna hold that for a second. The next scene, we're on the set of Marvin. Yeah. TLC is playing in the background. Another great music choice. They're playing Diggin' On You, which was on the Crazy Sexy Cool album. Yes. Um, and once again, I think they're sort of establishing this idea that she's dating all these guys, like multiple guys. Apparently she has Keith, who's the rich guy, the rich church boy I wrote. Mm-hmm. And he seems very obnoxious, tells her he'll send her something and he'll have his assistant send it to her. Yeah. And then there's Will, who's kind of the errand guy. And then she mentions Derek, the boyfriend in New York, who kind of takes her on nice trips and things like that. Okay. Um. So, I don't know. What do you think about this whole idea of this? Because in the next scene, we see her friend, which you refer to as a hater, who's <laughs> kind of like, dude, you're going to turn these men against us. Which I get where she was coming from. She's like, dude, I can't get one date. You got all these men doing all this for you and you're basically dogging them out. Which I think is great. I, I like that she's, you know, she's playing them. She's playing men the usually the ones. Yeah. And men usually the ones playing the women and she's playing them like they play most women. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's well, awesome. Once again, I think her a hater. Yep. <laughs> she's just mad. She can't. I didn't think but. she was a hater. I found, I... I think I understood where she was coming from, especially as a black woman who has lived in Los Angeles where you literally see black men who do not date black women. Like they, they will date everything outside of black. Yeah. And it's kind of like, and she's kind of like, look, you're the corporate, you're not the corporate, the culprit, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like if you get a good one who's willing to, to be good to you, like don't dog them out. So I don't know. Um, but, I don't know. You, you gotta. You can't just stick to one person and think that's gonna last forever. You gotta play the field some and see what what fits you and what doesn't fit you. And honestly, her, you know, using them or dogging them out isn't. If they were gonna date black women, they're gonna date black women. If they're not, it's not gonna be because she dogged them out this one time. <laughs> you know, they just find someone new if that was them but if they weren't really into black women they were not they were probably going to find someone who wasn't black anyway it's not just because of her in my opinion i just think her friend was just jealous and hating that's all she was being a hater (laughs) well see and that's what i like about us see because we look at this from completely different because even after that wonderful explanation i'm still like no <laughs> no, I think she's she is hate. kind of she's a player. Right. She's right. This girl. And is here's a... the thing. I think it's really interesting because as they were showing the commercials, they kind of made it seem like you know, like they made it known that like he was dating uh, Ruby, right? So it was almost kind of like he's you know kind of playing the field. But then what we see is that he's actually the one in a relationship, and she's the one that's kind of playing all these different guys. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. That was surprising to me from the way that they had it on the commercials. Um, but once again, they establish once again, they wanted to make it clear that she was not sleeping with all these guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was a, <laughs> another, uh, <laughs> so we got to put it in there one more time. Just so we all know. 
not sleeping with all these guys. And maybe she wasn't. Maybe she, she wasn't. wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Okay, so the next scene is Yasir walking to the payphone. Right, can we give a shout out to, to his mama? Payphones? And not only is he talking to the payphone, he calls her collect. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. So he calls his mother collect, who is Loretta Devine, the ultimate mother of mothers. She plays the mother role so good. And just like Loretta Devine, she gives him a really nice pep talk. Um, and for some reason, they keep showing this girl in the window. I don't understand why. Did you notice that? They kept showing, like, this girl in the background. Oh, I think as he was, was like, checking her out, I thought. Was that what it is? Yeah, I okay. thought he was checking her out. That's oh, what it seemed to so me. we're trying to show that, you know, okay. That he's so faithful. All right. <laughs> that he's, he's not it. the trifling man I said he was. <laughs> Just trifling. Okay. He trifling. So, Trifling. The next scene, we see Nasir, uh, Yasir n- not being trifling because he's washing dishes. Oh. Right? He's washing dishes and Ruby's on the couch watching Living Single. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> and so, you know, back then there was no DVR, there was no, you know, all the technology that we have today. When Living Single came on, you had to be in front of your TV. Right. Yeah. So it makes sense that when he's back there washing dishes, she kind of looks up like, are you crazy? So clearly it's a Thursday night, right? Uh-huh. And he's making noise during living single. Yeah. <laughs> so Ruby then answers the huge cordless phone uh-huh. that rings. Now let's talk about this right here. Cause this fool gave him, he gave her his home number. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> to a house where you're not paying the bills. <laughs> what? Trifling move number two hundred and thirty. <laughs> so she hands him the phone without saying who's Nuri. <laughs> but okay. So the next scene is back at the coffee shop. Back at coffee. Uh, insomnia right mm-hmm. and so um, she's trying to give the tickets back which I watched the little interview afterwards and she said that was straight truth like she did invite him to the coffee shop to try to give him the the, um, the tickets back <clears throat> and she doesn't want to go he tries to talk her into it she brings up his roommates in quotes you know because you know very smart of her she's like hey hold on Let's talk about this person who answered your phone. Yeah. <laughs> but like the trifling Wakandian he is. <laughs> he says, oh, she didn't want to go. So he completely skirts by the issue of who is that? You know, <laughs> she, he's like, oh, yeah, the room. Yeah, she didn't want to go. Um, She's just a roommate, Tammy. Gosh. <laughs> only a roommate. She's only a roommate. <laughs> You know, so they then start doing, you know, small talk or whatever. He asks her, does she drink? She's like, is that a trick question? He's like, well, we all got our vices. I smoke. And she's like, really? And he goes, 
sometimes. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, that, that was, was the only well-landed joke in the show <laughs> that I saw. I was like, that was funny. I laughed out loud. And then they keep mentioning the time. So I get things, you know, so that the audience has the understanding that basically they had an all night date, if you will. Like basically they Mm -hmm. couldn't stop talking to each other. They were so interested in each other. You know, first they mentioned 10 PM, then they say 12 PM at some point. And then finally, you know, the store owner's like, Oh, it's 4 AM. I need y'all to leave. Right. Yeah. They um, then realize that they both have parents that have been in prison. That was supposed to be like a really touching moment for them. And then as they're getting ready to leave, Yasir starts to question what if they had gotten together a year ago? Like what would have happened? And so they start doing that thing where they're playing the piano music and it's very nice. And we're supposed to know that they're falling in love with each other. Um, And then they get kicked out. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever gotten kicked out of a restaurant on a date? I don't think so. No. I had an eight hour date once. Oh, wow. And we got kicked out. It was really great. So I got, I got the feeling of that. Like I, I, I could relate to that. I was like, Oh, it's that feeling of you just met this really cool person and you just don't want to go home. That's so sweet. Yeah. That was, um, probably one of the best first dates. What happened to him? That was the Filipino guy. We went out on like three dates and then he disappeared off the face of the earth. About a year later, I contacted him because I just wanted to know like, hey, what happened? And he said, I thought you were so amazing. I thought you were so beautiful. I never in a million years thought that you would want to be with somebody like me. Oh, so okay. Yeah. Well, and I was at that point where I was can't like, be right, with dude. you if you're not talking to me. <laughs> Wait, Hello. It definitely can't. I mean, just literally... Fell off the face of the earth. Oh, geez. I was just like, wow. Yeah, what a waste. Yeah, sorry to Be hear glad that. you got married early. <laughs> no, don't um, do that either. <laughs> <laughs> get your life together. Oh, God. All right, so they get kicked out. They're out on the sidewalk, which I guess is Melrose. And then he kisses her like a real kiss, like a real, 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 real kiss. Um, a deep one. And then the next thing we see is Nuri in bed smiling. Now, I thought they were going to pan the camera over and he was going to be next to her. Uh. But that didn't happen. No. So, um, we see him walk in the house and we already know they get kicked out at 4 a.m. Yeah. Which means you coming in the house at least by like 4.30. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. We see Ruby comes in out of the bedroom, which then kind of starts to paint a new picture of their relationship. Because then it's like, okay, do they not sleep in the same bed? Because it was very much like, oh, you can have, you can share my bed. As yeah. if this is not something that happens all the time. I'm guessing so, she kicked him out to the couch when she started getting bitter about him, but I don't know. that's me putting stuff into it not that it was said or anything yeah it's very weird because on the one hand it was almost like she was coming on to him but then it's like but isn't that his girlfriend so So then i'm thinking she came to the couch when he thought when she started seeing he wasn't getting a job that's what i'm thinking yeah yeah so (laughs) i don't know if it's a sense that she's losing him 
because she got real nice. Yeah, like, all of a sudden. Fast. Yeah. Like all of a sudden she was just like oh, real no. nice to him. He wasn't you can share my bed. Yeah, he wasn't actually here for a night. Usually he comes back to me. Mm-hmm. And tonight he didn't come back to me. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, I just want you and to so, start chipping in. I don't want you to leave me. Same yeah. there. And then he turns her down for the most part. And she gets bitter again. And she basically says, I hope Nuri knows that you have no job. You got a kid. So we're learning all this yeah. stuff about Nasir. Yeah, or that Yasir, we had I'm learned sorry, before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, to add to the triflingness, <laughs> he's got a child. <laughs> <laughs> and know. hasn't said a word about the child and you haven't seen has not said like, a word like sean that. at least sean is spending time with his oots baby right <laughs> so, and you don't know how old this child is of your sears you don't know how yeah Nothing. you don't know if it's with yeah. his the girlfriend he's with or someone back home where he left i get the impression okay. it's with somebody he left back home that like it was like the kid is probably like six or something oh okay because he's 33 yeah. we know that much yeah oh he could yeah have a we do know that he's 33 yeah. god that's a hard place to be in at 33 i know what that's like to be yeah. at 33 and you're still like trying to make it happen and nothing is happening right oh yeah, yeah. And now you're homeless Man. Yes. And so she basically kicks him out. So which goes back to the conversation we were saying earlier when you said he left her and I'm like, did he leave her or did he get kicked out? Yeah, kicked out, I guess, but he left her, <laughs> you know, he was gone already. You could tell he was gone. He was like, in, in his mind. His yeah. In his mind, he was like no longer in this conversation of a relationship. Because she's trying to talk to him. He's like with the headphones on, like, uh-huh, whatever. Okay. I'm not even listening. It's it's just going over the head now. <laughs> so so that's my thing. Yeah, he was gone from, he he had been, he was done with that relationship. Yeah. yeah. I get and that. And you definitely and so- don't care when you put the number you're at with another woman. And yeah. you give another woman that number so she could, yeah. like, definitely, like, are done. You're pretty much, you're pretty much done. Yeah. Now, this, here's my theory on this. This could actually be true or whatever. But I think in the same way that they're trying to make it very clear that, like, oh, she wasn't sleeping with all these people. They're trying to do the same thing with him. Like, they're trying to kind of put some frosting on it. Like, oh, okay, I know he did all this stuff, <laughs> but he was sleeping on the couch. So they weren't really together. By this so, time. That's just my thought. <laughs> they doing a lot Yeah, of that's my thought, too. Painting. A lot of uh-huh. painting. <laughs> Airbrushing. A lot of airbrushing. A lot, a lot cuter than what it was. Yeah. Like, make it look less crude. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. We're going to have to change this. (laughs) No. No. Okay. I'm still sleeping with her when I was with you. What? Right. Like, oh, no. We were just living together. Yeah. I was on the couch by that time. She came out. Yeah. She came out here underwear and everything. And I turned it down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what guy does that? No. 
<laughs> and then he starts Ever listening to I'd Rather Be With You, I think is the name of the song. At least that's what the song kept saying. Yeah. As he was playing, which I thought also was a great musical selection. Yeah, great choice. You know, kind of painting the picture <laughs> that of like, okay, this is done. I want to be with this other girl. And then we, the final scene, we go back to the older Nasir. And he basically says, just to remember that what's for you is for you. You know, like even if Sean had gotten her phone number, we still would have ended up together, you know? So it's kind of that whole fate thing. <laughs> to make himself feel to. better about not being a jacked up friend, but it's okay. <laughs> Cause like I said, Sean got him back for not giving him pants. So yeah. <laughs> that's just their relationship. <laughs> I take your girl, you take <sighs> you don't give me pants when I need pants, you know. <laughs> Bro code and girl code, I think, are like really different. Because yeah. one of my coworkers used to brag about the fact that he went on a double date with his friend and his friend really liked the girl that he was going on the double wit date with and he basically stole her away. And that, like, that was like his claim to fame. Like he was just so proud of the fact that like, yeah, I went on this double day and I ended up st- like, and I, every time he told the story, I just was just like, you're just a jerk. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Brags you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then he brags about the fact that she uh, married him like three weeks later. And I'm like, that's because you were driving a Porsche. First of all, like, I want you to understand what a gold digger is, but anywho, that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what they do, uh. oh, girl. Well, this was an amazing first podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week with a little more love. Is bye.